Are you just about to set out on the journey of planning a wedding and not sure where to start? Maybe planning from interstate or even overseas? Or simply time poor? This is the Wed Chats podcast with your host, Dave Lendua and Kelly Eddy. Each week, Dave and Kelly interview the premier wedding vendors, chat to couples planning a wedding and couples who have recently celebrated their big day. The Wed Chats podcast is a show full of wedding inspiration tips and thought-provoking topics to help you plan your perfect wedding. So hello and welcome to the show. This afternoon we are out at the amazing Newburn Park and what an amazing day it is too. It is absolutely perfect out here. Uh, I am with uh, Yulia and Adam and uh, we welcome them to the show um, and thank them very much for hosting us out here. This is our first show outside the studio, so welcome Adam and Yulia. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it's good to be a part of the first uh, episode. It's pretty exciting, I think. Mm. Hi from me too. (laughs) Just let everyone know, as I said, we are out and it is live, so you are going to hear birds in the background, you might hear planes, you might hear cows moo, fart, whatever, I don't know. But um, we are recording live, so if you do hear any background noise, um, it is coming to you from Mewburn Park. Guys, I want to start with um, either Adam or Yulia to tell us a little bit about your beautiful wedding venue um, and how it came about as well. Yes, so um, that actually starts a bit with Adam and my love story, which sounds really cheesy, but that's what it is. So I'm from Germany, as you might be able to hear, and I came over in 2008 to Melbourne doing the whole work and travel thing. And then through mutual friends, I met Adam. And then I'm a graphic designer. Adam is a graphic designer by trade. And he needed someone two days a week, blah, blah, blah. So I started working. Graphic design. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And and so, yeah, I was working for him and we were chatting at lunch breaks. And then I was asking him, oh, do you want to be a graphic designer forever? And he's like, no, actually... My parents own this really, really beautiful property in Gippsland. It's an old homestead and I want to change that into a B&B or accommodation kind of thing. And then he asked me the question. I'm like, oh, actually, I always worked in events and um, I was involved in weddings and stuff like that. And I want to hire a shed in Germany and do that. And then we were sitting there like, oh our dream could potentially work out together. So then Adam dragged me to Mafra and showed me the property. Somebody wants to come to Mafra and do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, of course I was a bit um, taken away or my breath was taken away by the property and the family. And And me. Of course. (laughs) And yeah, that's how it all really started. And then I dragged Adam first to Germany because I wanted him to learn German and get to meet my family and friends. So that's our love story. Anyway, when Adam turned 30, his parents were saying, what do you want to do, boy? So we had to make a decision. And I said, all right, let's get married, have a child in Germany and then move back and do this. So that was three years ago. We moved back with our little son Luke, he was not even two at the time. And Mewburn Park is just three k's out of Mafra in beautiful Gippsland, central Gippsland. When you enter the property, see a beautiful long old um, oak tree lined driveway. To the right you see a little lagoon and every day you get greeted, I always say, by ducks and yeah, birds and it's really beautiful. You, I find, and it doesn't matter which season it is, winter, spring, summer, is any time, it's so beautiful, you you instantly calm down or instantly 
amazed. And then when you... Sorry to interrupt, but for us, the driveway is a pretty massive thing because we always get a lot of uh, people arriving for their viewings and they sort of say, as soon as they hit the driveway, it takes them to another place and it really does. It's something um, really special. Yeah, and then you um, chuck a lefty, as the Aussies are saying. <laughs> I've learned that. <laughs> and you enter our car park, which is brand new. Um, and then you're sort of going back to a really, not dry paddock, but more sort of the farm views and then we trick you because it's really dry and you're like oh where the heck am I and then you can enter the gates and then um, you go into this green little oasis which is Adam's uh, biggest pride the lawns are green <laughs> it makes him run around in summer quite a lot with the sprinklers but yeah and then you have about correct me if I'm wrong 400 acres of garden and yeah you can choose your spot where you want to have your ceremony or the stables, beautiful brick, old brick stables. And then, um, yeah, at night your reception is in the marquee, Clearview Marquee. That's, I think, Mewburn Park. Where did the name come from, Mewburn Park? Mewburn Park, so when they established the estate back in 1842, I think one of the guys who took up the lease, his... Uh, maiden name. His maiden name his or his mother's... Maiden name was Mewburn from England or, yeah. And then back in those days, they just named everything Park. Getting into the nitty-gritty of the venue, what is your max number of guests that you can have here for a wedding? Or do you have a sweet spot in terms of number of guests? Uh, so our sweet spot probably would be around 100, do you think? 100 guests? Um, well, but our max would be, our liquor license, 130. We've had 170 in here, obviously with an extension for the liquor license, um, which worked well. But yeah, definitely between sort of 100, 120 would be most weddings, wouldn't it? Mm, I say that to our brides because I find that is sort of most like, or the number you actually have time to talk to everyone to. So on a different site, not as a venue, but as the bride and groom, that's where I think they have actually a chance to talk to everyone, give everyone a photo and a hug and a kiss and all that. But yeah, for us, our minimum is 50 and that is just simply for the fact that the marquee is a 10 by 20 meter marquee, so it's huge. And I guess also because it's clear view, it's, it doesn't even feel bigger. So anything under 50 just looks a bit lost. And same in the gardens for your ceremony, you don't want it to look lost. So that's why we decided 50 is sort of a minimum. So in terms of um, location, where we are, obviously if you've been here before, there's so many beautiful spots. But how many ceremony locations do you offer? And then do you have, well, I already know the answer to this question, but do you have wet weather backup plans? Yeah. Um, yeah, you saw the wet weather backup plan on Saturday, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so on our viewings, um, Yulia would take people around to show them the main spots. Otherwise, it's a little bit overwhelming to see all the different locations. So we have the stables. Um, which is the heritage listed stables over there, 1850s building. Then we have the front gardens. There's probably two or three spots you could have for the... Um, no, so in the front garden, I would say we have um, a spot in front of an old, really pretty pond. If you stalk our Instagram, you see one picture with like a round arbor. Then we have the old oak tree where you sort of have two spots. It depends where you put your guests. Then you have the tennis. There was a tennis court, the first tennis court in Mafra. It's really flat. It's quite pretty. Then we have another couple who's getting married in front of our huge cactus. It's a, like 
Tamita White Cactus, really popular in photos anyway, but they wanted, they have a boho wedding in mind, so they have their wedding ceremony there. And then there's a famous hedge, which sounds really simple, but it's like a green back wall. So if you're standing there with your white dress, it actually looks really nice. And then there's the homestead itself. So there are a few spots there. But in general, we're saying, you know, we've been married six years now, so we're sort of still remembering to organize our wedding and wanted things really, you know, unique or special to us. So we sort of generally say that you can have your ceremony where almost wherever you want. So we're trying to be super flexible. If you want that bush or that tree or whatsoever, you can have that. And then there's also another side of the house, the front of the homestead, I'd say, where there's with like a, I call it a lake, but it's not a lake, but it's not a pond. So maybe lagoon. Don't know what the word is, but um, there's two little water dams, maybe. That's the word. Definitely not dam. It doesn't sound sexy at all. <laughs> okay. Well, Let's go with a pond. water feature. <laughs> a water feature. Um, and there's always a duck. And sometimes you even get a pelican. So, um, yeah, that's really nice. And that's probably more the, the farm views in the background. You s might see a cow and, you know, the old gum trees and stuff like that. So, yeah, we try to be flexible and offer you the spot of your dreams or the tree of your dreams <laughs> but um yeah that that's the hot spots i guess and do people um organize their own catering options obviously because you guys don't have an on-site kitchen here so what do couples do for food yeah so we've um got five really good caterers gourmet caterers all from gippsland um so we've got duart homestead in mafra um, we also have Tanamba Hotel, just a couple of minutes down the road. Um, Nielsen's Kitchen and um, the Little Criterion. Prince. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Nielsen, <laughs> Nielsen Kitchen the slash Little Prince, Little Prince at um, the same owners. The Criterion Hotel in Sale and in Lake Centrance we have Albert and Co. So we get different um, couples from all over Gippsland, and if they're from a different region or different um, area in Gippsland, they can just choose someone close to them, or they can choose anyone. From the five, yeah. They offer, like you said, there's no kitchen, so it's a special thing to offer such a, um, a high standard of food um, when there's no actual kitchen here. So we all know these guys can provide everything we need for um, the weddings. Mm. And also another fact, which is, I guess, more important to us because we sort of, you know, we always say we want to make sure that the night runs smooth and the, our couples are getting the best service. So in making sure we can achieve that is that we've picked those carers so they work well with our bar stuff because we run the bar, we license venues, so we run the bar. So that has to all work well together. And we found that with these five, we found amazing partners, you know, who've got the same attitude or same quality or same attentiveness. Is that a word even? I don't know. But, um, yeah, we just want to make sure that sort of that works with how we want our venue to be presented as well. So the wet, going back to the wet weather options, um, we're just going to cover you've got a wet weather backup plan. Um, which is also can double as a location if people decide that they don't want to get married, you know, out in the open. So tell us a little bit about more about that, Julia. So, yeah, the wet weather option is beautiful because it's actually on the homestead or on the veranda of the homestead, which is huge. It wraps sort of around half of the front of the house. And we found that that is a beautiful spot because 
you sort of have the homestead vibes there and you're sort of overlooking the whole property. You're still, it's not cl- enclosed, it's not shut, you're not, you know, in a room. You're sort of half outside, you can still overlook the gardens. We find that people feel a bit like, you know, thrown back in the day and walk around with their champagne and getting the vibes of Mewburn Park how it was back then because Mewburn Park for a very short time, around 1900 something was the place to be for parties so adam and i always say oh we're bringing that back to the to the property so yeah and again you can also use that as a normal ceremony spot we have always sort of some wooden locks there and some candles to have it probably more intimate atmosphere there um and the couples who had to use the veranda for hardcore wind or rain or wet weather or anything they were all saying that they were sort of actually amazed by how beautiful it was because it's a more intimate your guests will be a little closer to you um and b- with the lights and the candles and all that you you almost i guess feel your guests and their excitement a little more because if they're sitting down in a normal ceremony but they're just a little further away we're on the run they're sort of a little closer and after that everyone knows each other so that's good too isn't it i like that but it is true some when you are closer you do feel a little more intimate in terms of styling out here um do you you guys offer us any sort of styling or do you prefer people to bring their own stylists with them or do you even allow stylists to come in and do their work good question um so we do allow stylists to come in we actually prefer that and there's some really amazing talents in the areas um and some of that is also done by some of the florists so they're taking that over Adam and I, we're always happy and to help wherever we can with moving stuff from A to B and helping to, you know, put some candles out and all that. We would never say no to that, but just in making sure that the drinks are cold and everything else is running smooth, we let that be done by the stylist. We do set up the tables and chairs and we do set up the whole ceremony spot, so that's always part of our package. We are happy for every bride to choose her own stylist and go with whatever she dreams of because it's her or their wedding day. So, yeah, they can um, bring people in. And if, for example, if you wanted a certain styling in the roof of the marquee, then that has to be done by a stylist or florist. That's just insurance-wise. We don't want any bride to go up and climb up a ladder the day before her wedding. Like, no one should do that. Do you, do you find um, many couples will come with their ideas, many brides with uh, lots of Instagram inspiration and Pinterest inspiration? Yeah, they come up with lots of ideas which I think is good but at the same time they're also really overwhelmed because you know all these Instagram probably even more than uh, Pinterest but all these Instagram photos not all but many of them the floral arrangement they see there or the the styling stuff that's that's a big oh that's a lot of money and some of the photos were shooting so every vendor who was part of that shooting chipped in their money uh, you know, some of those pictures are like a hundred or two thousand dollar, two hundred thousand dollar wedding. So, for example, I started to say to girls, if you have your ceremony in the stables and you have like an arbor with flowers, I'm happy after you know ceremony's done, and photos are taken. I'll cut it off if the uh, florist or stylist needs to go, and I cut it off for you know chuck it on the bar, the bridal table. So then at least it's reused, and then you fill that space as well. So to sort of try to you know not go overboard with their budget too just save some money in that yeah, area yeah 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 
Yeah. Otherwise, it's used for the ceremony and then for another half an hour for pictures, maybe. And it looked fantastic, but then you can reuse it. I find that, you know, makes sense to do. It does make a lot of sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it is really good to have that Instagram imagery to start with, just to sort of um, help everyone set see the style and look and feel that the bride and, and the, the groom um, want to have as well. Um, but as you said before, there's lots of inspo on Insta, which is really exciting you can create heaps of different different things and we have the space where you can really transform it into whatever you want we have more rustic weddings or it can be more glam with fabric and really expensive flowers or you can sort of create anything for for different budgets which is really good yeah and i guess um some you know for some who have no sort of you know idea of what they want they've never thought about that they you know for them it sort of gives them a starting point and sometimes they show you everything by the first initial meeting they show you like this and this and then we usually do like a detailed meeting four to six weeks before the wedding and then they show you what they've really planned it's quite interesting to see what they've started with and then maybe down the track and i guess you know some bookings are made one and a half years before and that changes and they've seen more stuff yeah so it's quite interesting to to see um what brights are bride and grooms we should say but it's most likely the girls to be honest but what the couples are coming up with we're really excited we we have heard of a few couples what they have planned and some really think outside the box going really colorful or kind of different kind of materials rather than flowers they go you know whatever i wouldn't say it out now because they probably want to keep it as a secret but yeah it's really exciting to to watch yeah, it 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 um it definitely is. It it can be overwhelming. Sorry, is what I want to say for a lot of brides, Instagram and Pinterest, um, and I think too with the amount of styled shoots, as you mentioned before, Yulia, um, people get a little bit of a false idea because, as you said, there's a lot of c- collaboration done. Um, so it's a shame that. That's getting passed off as actual weddings and things like that, where there's a lot of collaboration to make it look big, beautiful, and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, there is definitely some great stylists out there and florists that can do some awesome work, and I'm sure you guys can point them in the right directions. Um, and with speaking of uh, our couples, can they uh, actually get ready out here? Can they get dressed for their wedding? Can they get have their hair and makeup done here? And good question yeah they can but um not but they can and that is our uh, premium package and with that you book the venue exclusively for you like anytime you book with us you have it for you but from a certain time but if you book our premium package you've got it all day or night only yours and that includes then our bride suite which is in the old servants quarters of the homestead so it's really cool you are where back then the servants were and it's a um, beautiful um, sort of a double room I guess and we've sort of pimped it up as much as we can so Edema we always love to honour the old but pimp it up to the next level so you feel like you know a bit more luxurious I guess so the girls can get ready here get their makeup artist the hair um, dresser everyone in then sometimes the mom rocks up or the flower girl or whomever and all give them a bottle of Moet and some strawberries and croissants and then later some quiche and stuff like that. So, yeah, <laughs> I sort of, I see that. I've done that for my own wedding and I thought, you know, that's the day where you should pamper yourself and we want the bride to be as relaxed as possible. 
Um, so yeah, the premium package allows you to get ready here and it's so quiet besides when we let our kids out for five minutes but um you know you only hear the birds and stuff and you're really really relaxed and i guess for the couples who we've got so many melbourne um, bookings or latrobe valley area couples for them sitting in the car for an hour or so to drive here fully dressed they sort of try to avoid that and prefer to get ready here. That kind of covers my next question is, can people stay here? Yes, they can. There is a bridal suite on site. Um, we might go and check that out later. I haven't yeah, seen that yet. How are you different to other wedding venues? Other than yourselves, how, how do you think you're different? Um, I think uh, we're different because um, we have so many different ceremony options and we're open to helping the couple create whatever they want. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the Clearview Marquee, which is something pretty spectacular. Um, it's also something you see a lot on Instagram and Pinterest. Um, so it's a trending factor, I guess. I think that the probably the three things people would book us for is the Clearview Marquee. So in our viewings, I always ask, because I'm interested, why, why the have they chosen us? Um, and yeah, it's uh, the property that you don't have to go somewhere else to take your photos, mm. that you've got it all here because besides the, all the ceremony spots, you've got another five million photo spots. And that's, we also say if that for, if you've chosen a photographer and you can choose whichever photographer you want, but if that person has now been here before, tell them to give us a call and we show them around because they can get lost here just because there are so many spots. And then also depending on season, even more, opportunities to take photos and you probably know that Dave how that could potentially feel like stress oh there's another tree but um but going back to the fact that yeah they don't have to move locations from ceremony to reception that is a really big one for us because especially for the parents the the mothers of the, the brides because usually they're the ones organizing everyone to move on to the next uh, location but they're just relaxed as soon as they arrive so yeah that's one point the other one is definitely the marquee as adam said before because we also know that to hire Maki, if you you know consider that doing that on your own property, that's a big big sum, um, which you wouldn't think, but it's actually we've put up our the first Maki we had in this one a fair few times. That's a lot of work. The first time we did it, we're like, okay, that's why it's so expensive to buy <laughs> one of these things. <laughs> we we put it up in stormy weather, like it was windy. We were laughing and crying at the same time and we sort of would put our heads up to every event companies hiring out marquees. This is a lot of work. That's why they're so expensive. And I guess also to maintain them. So um yeah the marquee is a big thing. Also I think because we have a concrete floor and our furniture and all that, that's all part of the package. So it's not only a marquee somewhere in the garden where you still have a you know a grassy floor which is still beautiful but I guess our packages, you get all that. Furniture, cha tables, chairs, the fairy and festoon lights, um, the mucky and your floor and then toilets and stuff like that. So I guess if you come here, you don't have to organise the do-it-yourself part of the toilets and all the facilities. You wouldn't think necessarily at the start of, but later it adds on. You're like, oh, glassware and all that. So and that's that was one point. That was our the main thing we wanted to offer when we started, wasn't it? That um, we basically offer everything in our packages that you need and then you just build on that with all the extras. Yeah. That's why it's we sort of for different budgets. Mm, we we decided very at the very beginning that we had all the extra bullshitting, like one, sorry for the word. Um, yeah, we decided we're not doing that. You know, like we have a cake table, we have a gift table, 
we have got tables and if you have 60 people here and if you have 120 people here, it's the same price, but it's included. I hate this little extra. Included makes it easier for everyone, but then everything you do not necessarily need for a wedding, like, you know, chandeliers or backdrop or whatsoever, that's a higher item because you don't need it to have a wedding where a chair and a table you should have. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's a cocktail style, maybe not, but <laughs> ideally, any something to sit. Um, and to the third bit, um, the stables are a big selling point for us. The That's probably the pulling point for a lot of the Melbourne couples too, mm. that sort of historic old building. They're like, what mm. is that? Let's go check that out. It's just pr- really pretty in the photos too. And it doesn't matter. We keep the festoon lights in the um, dairy. Oh, dairy. What am I talking? I'm looking at the dairy and saying dairy. I mean the stables on all night long. So even if you don't have your ceremony there, you can still take a photo. And usually all the couples who do not have their ceremony the stables they wander off for some sunset photos and then have another quick one at the stables photo you mean <laughs> sorry <laughs> you all what are you thinking <laughs> no leave that in leave that in that is staying here for sure <laughs> welcome to the farm <laughs> Any thoughts on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we have um, bloopers for this totally, one? Totally, yeah. Can I we have a blooper sh- reel. I think we should, because um, I was going to say something else, and then I was just like, oh, I just that you cut out. don't know where to go. So it's all, uh, yeah, the fun shit. Um, you said shit. I said shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is good that you, because it's not live, see? <laughs> so you can play around with it a little bit. Um, oh, I've totally lost my train. You're down the bottom. I, yeah, but I had a, I had a, another uh, line of questions that I, I did want to. Um, yeah, that's, um, it's, it's definitely, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, so, yeah, you're right. So many people, they do get um, caught up. I'm going to have a marquee and I'm just going to put it on my family farm and, and then three months later, it's like, oh, but I've got to get toilets, got to get a caterer, I've got to get power, I've got to get this, I've got to get, get a that. dance floor. I get, I'll get all these things and it's going to cost me more than hiring a venue. Um, so, yeah, you're definitely right. And I think that personally from my perspective um, as a photographer and as someone that's been in the industry in this area for 17 years, this is one of the most unique lo- locations. And I'm not kissing your ass just because we're here today. I am being very honest there it is a very very unique location so yeah well done to you guys thank you thank you i think um also coming back to your question kelly why we're different or why people would choose that i think the last probably the it's an important factor for us it's actually that adam and i are giving a i'm not saying it and that we're here. So one of us is always here. Like m- most of the time it's both of us. But because we have also two little children, sometimes that doesn't work. But one of us is always here. And we, you know, we really, yeah, we do care. Like last Saturday you were here, Cal. The weather was not in our favour. And it was patchy. Like one patch was beautiful blue sky. And then it was windy and rainy. And we've been running around setting almost up three ceremonies spots to make it happen for a bride and groom so i think that's that m- might have traveled that adam and i really care and we're trying giving our best to create that special day for bride and groom and that, i think that makes a difference as if you have another manager and then under that another manager and then under that another coordinator i think at the moment we're 
you know, that was our plan of doing it and I think it really works for us. And in regards to the do-it-yourself weddings, like we've been there, it's beautiful and you've got all this idea and maybe, you know, your parents' farm is the dream location or it means something and I totally get that and I would never try to convince anyone to to not do that but we had so many couples exactly with that situation you've just described Dave like they were planning it at home and then over the time they were so overwhelmed with all what's involved in the organization stuff it's not only you know six months or a year before you organize a marquee and chairs and tables it's actually the week leading up to the wedding where you have to think of so many things and so many people are calling you and saying, oh, where's this going? When can we deliver? And then the day after, which I find the worst thing is that you actually have to clean up the stuff. Like you have to be the one who's picking up bottles and or your parents or your sister, but that's the day where you want to relax and opening presents, I find. Um, so, yeah choose well and we had so many couples who came to us saying oh we've wanted it we actually had one yesterday here um we wanted to do it as a parents farm but decided we'll leave it all to someone else it's interesting you say that about uh couples choosing this from melbourne um i've actually booked a couple for next year and i know they did they saw it online and went they said they just had a feeling and they didn't even get halfway up the driveway and they said, I think this is it. Yeah, I, I know I did a shoot years ago. Actually, I was just talking to Adam about it before, uh, down the front of the driveway. And I'd ridden, driven past this for years doing weddings in Mafra and always thought that driveway, photographer's paradise, really. Yeah, it is, it's appealing. And when people, they said to me, they walked around, they just, you know, their jaw on the ground because they were just like, this is it. This is our wedding venue. This is, and they were comparing it to Melbourne. It is... Um, it's definitely true. The couples are seeing it that way. And if that's your first impression, th- that's how I always feel like when I was driving down here, even for Saturday's wedding, that wasn't the first time I'd been here. But I just, I'm in love. As soon as I turn in that driveway, I just know, I get my phone out every time. I think I've been here four or five times. And every time, you know, because I tag you on Instagram, I'm like, I'm back. And I did it driving back down again today. I was like, this driveway just gets me every time. And if that's the first impression you get when you're going to someone, wedding you've already set that bar and then to step back behind here and see the rest of it that bar just keeps going up and up and up for me so I always say it's lucky someone set that driveway up 150 years ago (laughs) because if not but we do maintain it (laughs) we actually planted a few new trees Um, but yeah you're right Cal and it's so funny or not only the the couple or the their guests or the other vendors working here like you know, Al James, makeup artist, every time, <laughs> similar to you, she drives up here, taking a video of the driveway, and yeah, like, and I saw, I said, we probably use that driveway two or three times a day, uh, driving in and out, and we're still are blown away by it, so yeah, thank you very much, 150 years ago, for setting this up. So it literally was 150 years ago, because, what did you say, 1840? 42. 42. That's, jeez, that was, that's only 70 years after Australia was settled. Yeah, no, that's interesting and that's that's incredible. Any thoughts on current trends happening at the moment and um, how do you deal when you've got a bride that comes with an idea that's just outrageous? Uh, I won't pretend I know anything about current trends. <laughs> and if there's an outrageous bride, I think Yuli will help her calm down. <laughs> Maybe sometimes my German gets, you know, is helpful them because sometimes without me noticing, I'm obviously or apparently 
really straightforward. <laughs> so sometimes, and then I'll just blame the German in me because I might have to tell them to calm down. Um, no, we actually, we're really fortunate. We For us, the biggest thing is the weather. It's not any bridezillas. So the weather is our it's actually biggest thing here. So far, um, all the couples have been really chilled and mm. I think it, maybe this this location attracts those sort of couples because it isn't perfect. There's this, there's it's it has it is we call it farm charm for a reason. It is beautiful but it's it's not perfect. We don't want it to be perfect. Um, so yeah, I think that attracts a certain type of couple too, do you mm. reckon? Well, and if I think the bride so far who knows that they maybe have like a certain idea and are pushing a little for it or something like that. They also now, and they're a bit apologetic about it. They're like, oh, I don't want to be a Brazil or so. And then I say, you're not. Ask your questions. But, you know, sometimes I might have to say no. And then I do because, you know, we have to make sure we're actually able to cater for that idea or to be able to do whatever they, they want, you know. Um, so I'd say current trends at the moment, like, you know, you have the boho style girls, you've got the, the rustic brides. I think at the moment the trend is really, and that's what you see in inter Instagram and Pinterest and all that, is to sort of somehow have something unique to you too. Like may it be like a neon sign with your names on it or have it sort of one sort of iconic detail maybe you know whatever that might be or like a hardcore color scheme and i think in i think next year we're gonna because we had you know all the pampas grass and all that and looks so pretty on all the massive massive palm dried palm leaves or whatever you call them and i love the look of that but i think next year or the year after we're going to crazy colors that's because we've been doing like the the what do you call muted tones for the last two or three years, and I think then after that we're gone. We're gone pop color, or at least I want to point it out to some brides. Go pop <laughs> color. <laughs> have fun oh. with it. Mm, have fun with it. Mm. Yeah, I think also that's probably the biggest advice. You know, have fun with, with. Don't let it stress you. Definitely don't compare yourself to all the Instagram and Pinterest and other weddings. You like. What you what you just said, then, Julia. Uh, Julia, sorry, uh, is so right people need to do their own thing be true to yourself um, listen to what you guys want I know I had a couple that actually sat down and they wrote a list separately of what was important to them on their day and then they brought the list together then they picked everything that they'd said similar and that's how their wedding was planned that's a really nice way they weren't swayed by pressure from family and friends and Pinterest and Instagram and that's not to say Instagram and Pinterest and all that are bad like we've already mentioned inspiration is something that we pretty much find we all need so yeah it's good so what um, uh, what, what, are, what are some tips you could give to couples um, planning a wedding here at Newburn Park this amazing place I'm doing that one am I <laughs> Um, tips for, yeah, make sure you're happy with the, the wedding venue that you choose and all the vendors. Um, a lot of people, like you were saying before, sort of taking influences from other people, which can make things very confusing, um, for the couples. Um, yeah, so just stay true to who you are as a couple and if it gets too, um, stressful, just turn it down a little bit, just, um, and just keep it real. <laughs> yeah also like you know if you have a certain budget you know stay with that and allocate mm. 
budget for like flowers and and then maybe you know if you say oh I really want to have whatever hanging insulation but um but then maybe you know like a cake is not that important to me then I'll skip the cake and then I can allocate that money to the floral hanging installation which I always dreamed of having because you know you make the rules for your own wedding it's no mm. one else it's not you know the wedding you've been last year to um, they might have the looking good wedding but maybe you know your vows are way more beautiful or whatever like I don't know like just that's why we're saying make it yours and make sure it's not you know what you've seen anywhere else try to find what is you too and i also say always you know make sure that the food you provide is what you two like i find that couples feel like they need to entertain their guests where i'm trying to tell them no you invite your guests to be part of your love story and of the celebration of you becoming husband and wife husband and husband wife and wife or whatsoever of your love and your commitment so they're unhappy and they could have not come or something like that but they should be just happy for the two of you so make sure you have the drinks or the beer you want make sure you have the food you like because at the end of the day it's your wedding and you're paid for it so um i find that is one massive advice and the other one is probably and that's easier said than done don't stress about the weather don't stress about the weather we were like all you know in gippsland or victoria i've learned that very early from moving from germany to here the weather can be one day like this and the other day like that you can't change that maybe plan for the wet weather option as your dream wedding or you know or focus on whatsoever the the vows or the the ceremony or the dinner or something like that and try to put your focus on that rather than on the weather because you can't have that that's not in no one's hand if that would be in my hand jesus i would be a millionaire wouldn't i try to put your thoughts away from that because at the end of the day the most important thing is that you are getting married and that you are married and that you're having a good time and your photographer and you know that dad they will find a spot for you to have all these amazing photos and they're probably if you take the stress away of the weather they can get all these awesome photos of you in the ceremony or at night when the speeches are going and you're more relaxed rather than stress about the wedding so i think that's our biggest tip Whenever it has been bad weather, the couple's been really chilled about it. I think whenever someone books here, they're particularly aware that if it turns bad, they're going to be on the veranda. We're open about that when we do the viewing. We say this is the bad weather option because it could happen. And um, yeah, people are pretty, what's the word, German? <laughs> Open-minded. Open-minded. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. also we find that whenever we you know, welcome guests to the the property and it if is a rainy day or something like that they're still blown away by mm. the property because they have never been here because three years ago Mewburn Park was still only private no one was allowed to come here so and similar to what you said before we've got so not only you know vendors and photographers like guests coming here saying oh I've been passing this driveway for 20 years going to work rah, rah, rah. finally I'm invited and because we're not a function venue which is open every day because we're really exclusive for weddings or events you can only come here if you come to a wedding or a corporate event or one of our parties but you only get to see that when you're sort of invited so, you're so there's, there's still that wow factor even mm. though the weather is bad for us we're like oh we feel so bad for the couple the weather's really bad windy rainy and then you'll still have guests saying, oh, my God, this property is amazing. And we're like, seriously, today? It's like <laughs> <laughs> but they're still blown away by, yeah. the, by the beauty of it, which is cool. Yeah. And um, so we only had one torrential rain 
wedding where it was like three day raining. But then the bride and groom they took that, um, you know, took the piss out of that and quickly bought some gum boots and did some other stuff. And the photographer was awesome too. She just got a bit of, you know, inspiration saying, what do I do? So they've organized um, a clear view umbrella because they knew it's going to be raining. But And then we had some fairy lights, blah, blah, blah. And they had the most gorgeous picture with the two really intimate under the umbrella with those fairy lights. They would never have done that in sunshine. So sometimes the weather plays you a little trick but then you get something so much better out of it another wedding we had it wasn't torrential rain it was sort of rainy and a bit windy and it always stopped so they got out in the garden and were still able to take photos then started raining again they jumped on the umbrella then they stopped again and they went out and because it was colder and a bit more rainy it was february they were able to use a smoke bomb which we usually you know need to be a bit careful because you know there's a shed full of hay and all that um they had this amazing photo with in, in front of the cactus with the smoke bomb, which they wouldn't have had if it would have been Scorching 35 hot, degrees yeah. stinking hot. Mm. So, yeah, saying, you know, be calm or as calm as possible with the weather. Is that tip number two or three? I don't know. I've, I've lost track. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> We're at Mewburn Park. <laughs> yeah. Sure, once we go inside, we're like, oh, we should have said that, or we should have said that. But we also don't want to annoy you, so. No, you're not annoying. This has been fantastic. Um, and I think that's, that's. Um, I just want to say thank you to you guys for having us here today. And um, Thanks for inviting us to come down your yes, driveway. Yes, <laughs> we came down your driveway. <laughs> you stole my words there, Cal. Um, yeah, riding down your driveway was beautiful on a bike. Um, but no, thank you very much for your time today and having us out here. And um, we um, hope that um, you, the listener, gets um, a really good insight into uh, this wonderful place called Mewburn Park. Um, and as Julia said, it's in central Gippsland. Central, yeah, central Gippsland, isn't it? Yeah. Five, six, six, seven. Terralga Maffer Road. How do I know that? Oh, wow. I wrote it on a noim. Should probably say never ever put Mewburn Park Road in your GPS because that leads you 20 minutes around us because the property once was that big that that was the road but it will never lead you to the homestead so <laughs> please don't put it in because you'll never arrive. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent information because yeah you need to get here if you're coming for a wedding especially. But people can find you guys on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you have your own website, um, you're in numerous wedding magazines I imagine. We're going to put all that in the show notes for this for this uh, episode and uh, so you'll be able to find any which way you'd like to contact Adam and Yulia. And sitting here personally with them, they are lovely, lovely people. We've had a good giggle through this. And, um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to say thanks, Kel, again today. And um, thank you, Adam and Julia. Thanks Julia. for having us, guys. And, um, yeah, I'd like to say goodbye. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was, um, I want to keep talking now. I was nervous to start with, but don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two, was it us again? <laughs> thanks for, um, yeah, giving us a chance to talk about our business. Yeah. And the industry. And thanks for um, doing this. It's a really cool concept for Gippsland to have this. So it's something really special. So thanks for taking the time and creating something cool for us all to listen to in the wedding industry. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're having a, a blast doing it, aren't we, Kel? And, um, we are. It's probably um, not the last time we'll actually speak to you guys either. <laughs> <laughs>